Praise the Lord, church. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? How many know he brought you out of the miry clay? How many know he set you on, a, on your feet, on a solid rock to stay? Amen. To stay. I'm glad my Lord is a keeper today. I'm glad my Lord is a sustainer tonight. I'm glad the Lord loves me tonight. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to uh, the book of Joshua. And I'm glad to have an opportunity to be a part of this ministry team. How many, how many love this ministry team we got? How many are appreciative of the preachers and the, and the leadership that we have in this church? Let me tell you something. The leadership is what defines the church. The leadership is what mirrors who the church is and what the church is about. And I'm glad we have a strong group of leadership in this church. We're going to start in Joshua chapter 7, and we're going to go through verse 1 through 7. And I may read a little bit longer, but bear with me. I know, Mikey, I didn't give you all the, the scriptures that I might read, but I know you're prestigious on that machine back there, and you'll throw them right up there. Um, we're going to start in verse 1. It says, But the children of Israel committed a trespass and the accursed thing, for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zab, Zabdi, Zabdi, the son of Zareth, and the, the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven. And um, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. Verse 3 goes on and says, And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. He didn't send his whole army. He sent just a few of his men. He sent just a few few thousand of his men. Verse 4 says, So there went up thither of the people, and about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote of them about 30, 30 and 6 men. So 36 men that they smote. For they chased them from, the, from before the gate, even unto Shebarium, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put, put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we, have, we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. And tonight, if I could just talk to you for a few moments tonight on the subject, the troubler. The troubler. And if Pastor could pray over this word. Thank you, Lord. 
Amen, church. You may be seated. The Troubler. The Troubler. How many of you know we face a lot of trouble in this world? And when I look at someone eating beans on the other side of the uh, table, it troubles me because I don't like beans. And, in, and I just don't like the texture of beans. I don't like the taste of it, Brother Paul. And I, and I look at somebody else, I'm like, how can you eat that? And it it makes my blood boil because it's, it's nasty, Brother Mike, and I don't like it. And, when, and the same thing with mustard. When somebody puts mustard on a hot dog, I'm like, man, how can you eat that, David? You know, I just, it's something about mustard I just don't, it troubles me. It troubles me. But before, before a natural trouble, we have a spiritual trouble that troubles each and every one of us. And that trouble is a three-letter word. It's called sin. Sin. And, and sin is something that troubles us way more than any other natural thing could trouble us. And it's something that can totally flip your world upside down in a matter of moments, Sister Serena. And it can, and it can put you in a whirlwind where you, where you don't know where you're at, don't know what direction to turn to, and, and, and don't know what to rely on when the time comes. And the definition, I looked it up in Webster's, Webster's uh, Dictionary, and it says that the definition of trouble is public unrest or disturbance or the conditions of distress, annoyance, or difficulty. I don't know about you guys tonight, but I've, I've experienced that with some of the events that's happened in my life through, through some, some couple of kids were, were caught. I don't know if anybody's read the news, but they were caught in my neighborhood, and they had guns, and they were pointing at people, and there was a, just a bunch of mess. And then just today, there was a dead body that was found across the street from my neighborhood. And it troubles me when I see things like that. And I'm like, well, what's going on, Lord? I don't want to be in a place where there's murders and where there's thievery. And, and they were breaking into cars and they were robbing people, Brother Ken. And, and they were stealing um, guns out of people's vehicles. And, it, and, it's, and we live in troubling times, Pastor. We live in, in times that, 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 that cause a disturbance. As the, as the definition of trouble say, is, it's, it's a disturbance and, and an unrest and uneasiness in our hearts and in our lives. And Joshua and the children of Israel had just accomplished a great victory of the Canaanites with the fall of Jericho. This was after the fall of Jericho. This was after the walls of Jericho that fell down. And, and they were all on, on cloud nine, and they were on the high, high mountaintop of victory. And Joshua, this, Joshua was the man that, that came after Moses. After Moses had, had passed away, Joshua was the one that took over the children of Israel, the leading of the children of Israel. And Joshua had warned the children of Israel not to not touch the accursed Jericho. And usually in battle, back in the day, they, they would, the winning side would, would take the spoil, but not, but not in this victory. Not in this victory. The Lord said, you know what, Joshua, tell the people, don't touch what, what we just defeated. Don't touch that because it's mine. It's, I'm going to deal with that. That's mine. And, and don't touch that because it's mine. The Lord commanded utter destruction of the Canaanites and everything that they owned. Nothing was to, uh, was to be kept by the children of Israel. The treasures and precious metals and goods were to, were to be added to the Lord's treasury. The word of the Lord records that. He said, don't touch anything because it's mine. It's mine. 
There's some things in each and every one of our lives that the Lord has told you and I not to touch. And, and there's some, some principles that we need to understand tonight that, that sometimes you don't touch what the Lord needs to have his hands on in your life. And there's some things that we need to, set, to stay away from that the Lord is saying to you and I, this is my plan, this is my purpose for you. A lot of times we like to get in the way of the plan and the purpose of God because we think certain situations, certain jobs, certain money, a certain, certain person is better for me in my life. But God all the while is saying, get out of the way, this is me doing this thing. This is not you, this is, don't touch that, that's mine. And so we got to understand that today. There is a purpose and there is a plan for you and I today. Whether you like it or not, God has a plan or you wouldn't be in this church tonight. Achan deliberately chose to go against the man of God in his life and went after what his own desire was. He went after the accursed treasures of Jericho that Joshua had told them specifically not to touch because it belonged to the Lord. Let me tell you something. You start touching the things that the Lord tells you not to touch, you're on dangerous ground. You're on, you're on a, a, a level where, where you're in, in, in dangerous ground and, and you're going to be judged by that. We wonder sometimes, Sister Melissa, why, why our life is a wreck and an utter chaos. But the fact is that we are getting in the way of what God has in store for us. We wonder why I can't see ahead of me. We wonder why there's a blockade sometimes. You ever wonder why that happens, Brother Carlos? Because we get in the way. We try to look past to what God even has in store for us. We try to look ahead of what God has in store for us. And we, we don't know the future. We don't know the future, what's ahead of us. Only God does. Achan found himself in the way of, of a victory that belonged to the children of Israel when they went to battle with Ai. It was a battle that the children of Israel should, not, should have won. It was a battle they should have won. It was a battle that they, 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 they outnumbered the enemy. They outnumbered the enemy because it was a small city, it says. And it was an enemy. The Bible says that there were few in numbers. It was a no-brainer victory. How I many you know there's so many things in my life that I try to do? Well, I'll go home and fix this part of my car. Or I'll go home and fix this thing in my house, and it should be, should be fine. I should be doing it in 15 minutes. Here comes two hours, an hour, two hours, and Lexi's like, oh, I thought you said we'd be done before dinner. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? And, and I get frustrated, and, and, you know, and it's tense. It's tenseful when that stuff happens. And, 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 and sometimes there's some things that we need to get over, over no-brainer victories. We need, to, we need to understand that. You need, we, as a church, we should get over the no-brainer battles. As a body of believers, we should get over the easy things that so easily beset us, the sin that so easily besets us. We should be able to get past that. Joshua didn't even send all the men because he knew it wasn't even going to be a close, a, a close battle. There was no contest. They were supposed to win, but they lost. They lost. How many times do we face things in life and, and we say, I was supposed to get over this trial in my life, Lord. You were supposed to heal me in my infirmity. You were supposed to do this and, and do that for me. But what happened, Lord? What happened? I was supposed to get past this in my life, but I, I just seemed to hit a blockade and hit a, a barrier every time when I come to that. And all the while, we are in an aching and hiding our treasure in our tent. We are, we are trying to hide our sin so no one can find out. We are trying to lay low and fly under the radar so that we don't get caught red-handed. God knows and he sees all. You cannot hide from God today, church. You cannot hide from the, the, the man of the Lord today, church. You cannot hide from your pastor. Whether you believe it or not, the pastor can see that on you. The pastor can see that 
in your, in your facial expressions and how you present yourself, Sister Amber. The Lord can see that in me, and the, and the pastor can see that in me. When word gets back to Joshua that 36 men had lost their lives and that Ai had pushed Joshua's army back and that Ai had their way with the children of Israel, Joshua cries out to the Lord. He finds himself in a, in a sense of desperation, and he finds himself in a sense of, okay, Lord, what's going on here? What, why? He's starting to panic. He's starting to wonder, why, the Lord, why did, why did you bring me this far just to fail? Why did you bring us past the Jordan River, the, the Jordan River that, that you, you rolled the tide back, and, and we walked through that Jordan River on dry ground? Why did you bring us through that and, and brought, us, brought us through Jericho, and, and then the walls of Jericho fell, and we conquered Jericho, and now we can't even defeat this small army. We can't defeat this small battle. We can't even overcome this smaller enemy, Brother Jacob, in our life. That's going on. He starts to question and ask why, and, and how did we lose this battle? And if you guys want to turn with me to uh, Joshua 7, 7. I know I already read this before, but it says, And he said unto the people, Pass on. Sorry, I'm in uh, the chapter before. It says, And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, where hast thou all, at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. Joshua was saying, Lord, if I would have known this would have happened, I would have stayed on the other side of Jordan. You know, the, sometimes the big victories that we have aren't worth aren't worth it to us when small things happen to us. We look back, we don't even have appreciation of the big battles that the Lord has brought us through. And it's, it's a shame on you and I to sit there in front of God and say, Lord, why have you brought me this far to fail me? And so I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I've, I've said it before. And tonight the Lord's pricking my heart about being troubled, about being troubled by sin, being troubled by the infirmities that we, that we get caught up in. In the NIV version, it says, And Joshua said, Alas, sovereign Lord, why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side of Jordan. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay on the other side of Jordan. I want what God has for me in my life. I want, I want to move forward. I want to press on through the small battles. I want to press on through, the, through my, through my mess-ups and through my infirmities. The scripture says that Joshua said to the Lord, you brought us this far to lose to this small city. We should have stayed on the other side. And God told uh, Joshua to stand up, and, and he questioned Joshua, and he said, what are you doing on your face, Joshua? What are you doing on your face? So Joshua was on his face, and he was crying out to God, and the Lord exposes what the problem is to Joshua. And he tells Joshua, Israel has sinned. And he tells Joshua that someone has stolen and if I was aching, I would be trembling in my boots, and I'd, my knees would be buckling. And, and as a, ch- a child of a, one of the children of Israel, he had to have known in his spirit that this wasn't right. This wasn't right what I did. I'm going to be found out. So th- what other reason would he have done but to hide it from, from Joshua and from the children of Israel and from God in his tent? And he tells Joshua that someone has stolen and they have taken from the accursed thing. They have even taken that which is accursed and put it amongst his own stuff. He took what God had in store and put it amongst his own stuff. 
He took what the Lord had and put it amongst his own stuff. And he said, he said um, that, that, that the, the only thing that he had was his tent. The only thing that he had was his tent. And he took what the Lord said not to touch and put it in his tent. This is all we got today, church. Your body. Your soul. Your soul is all that you have tonight. And so we got to understand that we, sin cannot be mixed with holiness. That which is evil can't be mixed in with that which is good. You can't have both today, church. You either want a heaven or you want hell today. You either want to be, spend eternal in, in hell or you want to spend eternal in heaven. And I believe that wholeheartedly tonight. You can't take things from your past, church, and hold on to your past and expect a new future. Let me tell you that tonight. The things that you take and, and hold on, hold on to, the Lord didn't deliver you from that to keep it, for, to keep it with you. But he, he delivered you from it to get it out of your life and to move on forward so that you can have a newness of life in Jesus Christ. As long as you hold on to your past ways and your past life, your future won't be any different. And if you could turn with me to the 12th verse, we're going to skip down and go to the 12th verse here. It says, it says, Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before the enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you any more, except ye destroy the accursed from among you. I know this might not be a, a run and jump and message, but I believe it's timely for the, the day and the hour that we live in tonight. And, and he said, I, I, I can't be with you more, anymore because you're accursed. He said, I don't want anything else to do with you because you're accursed, except you destroy the accursed thing fr- among you. If you destroy this thing, I'm, I, I'll, I'll be coinciding with you again. I will be next to you again. I'll be with you again. But you've got to get it out. You've got to get it away. And in, the, in, the, in verse 12, in the seventh chapter, the Lord says, Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed thing from you. The very next verse, God says, Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until he take away the accursed thing from you. Jesus said this is why you lost, Joshua. This is why you lost the battle to Ai. This is why you couldn't handle the, the, little, the little battle that you should have won. Is because you were accursed. Is because there was someone in the camp that, that, that had something that didn't belong to them and, and went against the will of God for you and for the, for the tribe. In verse 13 it says, Up and sanctify the people and say, Sanctify yourself, yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord of the God, God of Israel, There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accursed thing from you. You can't stand in front of your enemy until God can, can totally wipe you clean. Let me tell you that. If you think you can go up, the wiles of the, go up against the wiles of the devil without God on your side, you're sadly mistaken tonight. If you think you can do it in your own power, it's not going to work out very well for you and for me. He said, you couldn't even handle the small battle without me. How can you handle the big, how can you handle the war if you can't even win the battle, Joshua? The Lord continues to talk to Joshua, and he tells Joshua to bring Israel by, by their tribes. So Joshua gets to the tribe of Judah and comes in contact with Achan, and Joshua asks him to confess what he had done and hide nothing from him. He, he, 
he dwindles down through, through the tribes of the children of Israel, and, and he comes to the tribe of Judah, and he c- comes in contact with Achan, and he says, don't hide it from me, Achan, I know. The Lord has, has, has revealed it to me, that somebody in this place has, has gone against the grain, has tried to do it their own way, and, and tried to steal from Jericho, steal from the accursed thing, and, and take that, that which you shouldn't have in your life. And Achan ended up, he confessed. Let me tell you something, Achan, let me tell you something. There's, there's a good liars and there's bad liars in this world. Achan wasn't a good liar. Achan wasn't a good liar. He told on, he snitched on himself. Achan confessed that he had taken the accursed thing and that the treasures were hidden in his tent. And I'm not going to read through the whole entire story because it's a lengthy, lengthy uh, portion of scripture. I'm going to give you some homework. Go home and read it because it's a powerful story. Um, but it goes on and it talks about Achan hiding the treasure that he had stolen from Jericho and put it in his own tent. And after Achan had snitched on himself, Joshua sent men to raid his tent, and sure enough, they had found the goods that Achan had stolen. He sent men, Joshua sent men out, and he said, go out and find this, this treasure that, that Achan has in his tent and bring it back so that we can put it in the treasury of God again. And so let's turn uh, to... The, the 24th verse of chapter 7. If you have your Bible still, if, you're, if they're still open, let's go to the 24th verse here in, in, in Joshua chapter 7. We're going to read through 26. It says, And Joshua and all the Israel, and all Israel with him, took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the, and the silver and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons and his daughters, and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent and all that he had and and they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, why hast thou troubled us? He was talking to Achan and he said, why hast thou troubled us? Why has, why have you done this thing to us, Achan? Why have, why have you, you, you brought this sin into our camp? Let me tell you something. We're all, um, we're all in this together, church. If there's one that's fallen, we need to build the other one back up and say, you need to change this in your life because the Lord has, has, has put something on my heart, has put a burden for me on you. And, and, and we've got to be there for one another tonight. That's what the church is for. And so and Joshua said, why hast thou troubled us? And the Lord, the Lord shall trouble thee this day. He said, you're going to pay, Achan, you're going to pay. And all Israel stoned him. With stones and burned them with fire. And after they had stoned them with stones. And I read through that verse and I, I didn't really pick it out, Brother Carl. And and I, I was like, Well, they just stoned Achan? Is that is that what happened? They just stoned Achan. They they stoned Brother Mike, he said it, the whole family. Everything that Achan had. They wiped the slate clean of Achan. And they said, you know what, we can't have any, any other problem. We can't have any other situation arise because we're not going to lose the small battles anymore. How many are determined to not lose small battles in your life? I want to win the small battles that I, that I struggle with on an everyday basis, Brother Ken. I've got I to be holy. I've got to be sanctified. I've got to be righteous in, in my living. I've got to be honest towards God. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire. And after they had stoned them with, the, with stones... Verse 26 says, And they raised over him a great heap of stones to this day, so the, anger, so, so the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. 
Wherefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. And the Lord turned from his anger when, when they stoned Achan and his family and everything that his livestock, everything that, they, everything that Achan owned. The Lord, after that, the Lord turned from his anger. Joshua had to understand that I've got to get rid of what is holding this body and this group down. I have to dispose of the thing that is causing me to lose. And, and so he had stoned Achan and his family and everything he had to death, even his own livestock. Church, we need to kill what's holding us back. We need to kill what's holding us back from our victory tonight. We have to get away from, the, from what is troubling you and I today. What is troubling you today? What is causing your uneasiness? What is causing a setback after setback after setback after setback? What is, what is, it, what is causing us to trip and fall and fail? Just, just like Joshua, what is causing you to question God? Why am, why am I here losing? Why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? It's, it's the aching in your life that's holding you back, church. It's the aching in my life that's holding me back. It's the sin in my life. It's the sin in your life. It's the, it's, the, it's the thing that so easily besets you and I today that's holding us back from our true potential in Jesus. What does the name Achan mean? What does the name Achan mean? And the Bible does a pretty good job of defining that. It means troubler. Achan means troubler. And I couldn't help myself but to title this message, The Troubler. Achan. Who is Achan? It's the sin in your life. It's the problems in my life. It's the things that trip us up on a daily basis. It's the, th- it's the things that, that we speak out of our mouth that we can't just quite hold on to sometimes and, and revert and, and, and take it back. It's the things that, that we mess up on a daily basis. I'm nothing without God today, church. You're nothing without Jesus Christ today. I need him every hour, every day. What makes us think that we can handle the big battles and and the huge trials and tests if we can't even handle the small problems that we face in life because we have things in our own life that trips us up that the Lord wants us to stop doing. Let me tell you something. If Achan never would have stolen, if Achan, if Achan would, have, would have followed suit with what Joshua had in line and, and what Joshua stood for, they would have won that battle against Ai. They would have won the first time. And, I, and we'll, we'll touch base on that here in a little bit. It says... Whatever it, whatever it is that's troubling today, destroying you, give it to God and don't look back. The Lord, expose, the Lord expose that which is wreaking havoc in your life. The Lord will expose that, just like Achan got exposed through his wrongdoings, through Joshua. Joshua was, was able to understand, you know, someone's messed up because he was in tune with God. Let me tell you something, you're not going to know if you, you're not going to know that you messed up unless you're in tune with God. You're not going to have conviction unless you're in tune with God tonight. If you keep reading in chapter 8, after the troubler was removed, after Achan was removed from the camp, the children of Israel went back to Ai. They went back to the front gate of Ai. And this time it was a different story. If you have your Bibles, go to chapter 8. We're going to go to verse 28. I'm skipping through a lot of, of the story here, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what the crux of the matter was. And in, in chapter 8, verse 28 through 29, we're going to read here. It says, And Joshua burnt Ai and made it in heap forever. So they won the second time. So they won the second time. Even a desolation unto, the, unto this day. 
And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until eventide. And as soon as the, the sun was, was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree and cast it at the entering of the gate of the city and raise thereon a great heap of stones that remaineth unto this day. So we find out that Joshua burnt down the city of Ai and hung the king of Ai on a tree until eventide and threw his body down at the front gate of the city. This time they left victorious. Why is that? Why that? Why is that? I mean, it's a no-brainer. The troubler was gone. Let me tell you something. You're going to win some battles. You're going to start being an overcomer once you get aching out of your life. Once you get the, the thing that, that besets you out of your life tonight. If the church would stand. I believe there's a, there's a spirit in here where some people are being troubled by the adversary. Some people are being troubled by everyday life. Some people look on the news and they're troubled naturally. But all the while, that, that'll, that'll creep inside of your heart, David, and, and cause you to have a hardness of your heart towards God and, and start to, for you to be fearful of what, 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 what the world has in store for you. But I, I want what God has in store for me in my life tonight. And I'm going to close with this. If you're struggling tonight, if you feel as though the enemy has hit you with a curveball and you feel as though sin and just life in general has hit you out of nowhere, search the camp. Search the camp. Joshua, search the camp. Joshua, the Lord told Joshua, sanctify the camp. What does sanctify mean? What does sanctify mean? It means to be separate. It means separate the camp, separate the tribes and and pinpoint them out and, and question them and and get them sanctified, Joshua. You know what to do. You know what's, what, the, what, what's ex, what the expectation is here. Search the camp tonight, church. If your spirit is troubled tonight, search the camp. If you're confused and don't know which way to turn, search the camps. Sanctify yourself before the Lord, and he will reveal the troubler. A camp without a troubler is a victorious camp. A camp without a troubler is a victorious camp. A tribe without a troubler is a victorious tribe. Are you a tribe with a troubler? Are you ready for battle? Are you ready for battle, church? Are you ready for the wiles of the devil? Are you ready because they're going to come? Let me tell you something. The moment you set foot on holy ground, the devil knows that. The devil understands what what, what kind of power you hold. And he's scared of you and I today, and he's going to try to do everything he can to, to knock us down and knock us back. Joshua had, had thought he was ready, for, but little did he know that there was a troubler in the tribe. How many times do we, we think we're ready for the battle, battle Sister Melissa, and we, we, we think that we're ready for, for this and that. We think we're big, big and bad because we just got done with a Sunday service, but, but yet the next day on Monday morning, the devil's coming in on us. And we don't know how to react because Aiken's in our life. And we don't, don't know how to react because we haven't totally succumbed to Jesus Christ in our life. We haven't totally given it all to God. We haven't totally given everything we have and wiped the slate clean of Aiken. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I'm going to be done here. Once Aiken was out of the way, Joshua was victorious. Get rid of the Aiken in your life, church. Get rid of the troubler. Get rid of that that troubles you. Get rid of that that, that, that you can't get over anymore. We got to get rid of the troubler tonight, church. I love each and every one of you, and I'm I'm glad I'm part of this church because we got great things in store for us. Amen.